0: Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney.
1: Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along here with the wonderful and always beautiful... Kimberly Rose.
2: Hello, everyone.
1: Very festive dress today, or attire today.
2: Very i got festive. a jean jacket on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, but I mean, you you got summer colors.
2: Yes, I do. I, I always try and go into the summer as quickly as
1: possible. <laughs> <You> tr- <laughs> Make I, it happen early, right?
2: I am not a cold person. I can't, I don't like winter.
1: All right. I also want to dispel another possible mistruth. In the intro, it says, I'm a CBD expert, although I love the term.
2: (laughs) I mean, at this point... (laughs) At
1: this point, who's a CBD expert? That literally could be anybody.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) And if anybody is, uh, you are. (laughs) We talk about CBD uh, on a daily basis.
1: Enough for me to be an expert.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then we have the show here. And I mean, if we haven't learned anything about CBD... For two years That's...
1: Well that statement is very true. I have learned so much yeah. not just about cannabis but also uh, the human body the it, the physiology I've learned so much that is not and not only a big help to everybody around us including our listeners but also to me personally and my loved ones around me. Right, uh, Like they need me to coach them on another thing. Right. <laughs>
2: now, A lot uh, of that so going on. some of the, the family members will be like, we know CBD <laughs> will work for that too. Right. <laughs> when we're trying to like, we're well, here, you should take some CBD. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, <laughs> but wait.
2: <laughs> Have you tried that?
1: There's more. Yeah. All right. So today's subject, cannabis and migraines. Okay. Here's the deal. we already know that migraines are a major disability yeah or you might even call it disabling
3: right
2: because
1: it's really only when you have it but you are disabled when you have it if you you, disabling
2: right if you like go into a full migraine yeah and you're not able to stop it before it I want to say blooms or whatever that terminology is yeah you're down you're down, and, you, and if the migraine mm. doesn't take you down, the medicine will.
1: Yeah, disabling. Yep. Yeah. And uh, all around, yeah, yeah. So many, so many things you have to stop mm-hmm. doing because that, that, when this occurs. Uh, all right, and the issues are the current medication is not well tolerated. No. By the body. No. And I don't even know if the group of sufferers, which, by the way, there's actually a term for them there called uh, migraine yours. Oh, who knew? <laughs> but they likely already know that the current solution, med- medical solution, is not very effective. Uh, and you could see it in their face. Yeah. We, we have a loved one, and th- you could just see it. You right. could just see the uh, crap.
2: Yeah, Look. and the last time she went to the doctor, she got a sample
1: mm-hmm. of a
2: new medication that's out. I guess, out yeah. on the market, and uh, she said, oh, my gosh, it worked so well, and there were no side effects. I did not feel like I had to go lock myself in a room for days. Um, she said, but I went, wh- I said, okay, yeah, I'll get, get right in prescription. Right. It was $700 a pill. Oh,
1: <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. $700 a pill. So okay. she
2: was like, well, that's, that was a great idea, but... <laughs>
1: you know what um, I think it's worth looking into it and see if they're using cannabis
2: Well now, synthetic cannabis right
1: or an, an, or a, an antagonist of some form that was designed to be uh, agonit- be similar to how the a- antagonists uh, uh, the phytocannabinoids, Respond or uh, uh, I'm sorry how they <laughs> interact with the receptors in our body. Oh. I wonder if they synthetically reproduce that.
2: Oh yeah, see, she didn't say anything about that, but I didn't know if she even yeah. knew. She just knew it was a sample. She yep, tried it; yeah. it worked well. Right. Yeah,
1: um, I could I can see there are lots of conversations pharmaceutically, which uh, again troubles me because. Everybody is complaining about the anecdotal evidence surrounding cannabis as an alternative. Mm-hmm. So in other words, again, no real clinical trials are being done, uh, which usually means there's something stopping it. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and that was the other issue. So uh, the issues are that it's a very disabling condition.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the current medication, not well tolerated. And finally cannabis as an alternative lacks clinical trials to us and, and the established parameters that would come with it. So even though there's a lots of successful reviews and data collections and all just lots of, uh, yeah, this is absolutely promising. We st- there's no parameters. How much should you take? What, wh- sh- wh- where should you get it? What should it be? How often should you use it? None of that stuff is known yet. So. But the good thing about it is still cannabinoids and cannabis are well tolerated by the human body. So you can at least experiment a little bit. And I think after today you'll at least have some information to be able to maybe venture into that if you haven't already. If you have already ventured into cannabis as an alternative, maybe some of this will help you understand it a little bit more.
2: And mm-hmm. um, why it's hap- helping you?
1: Correct. All right. All right. Let's, let's just jump into migraines because you got two groups here, those who have it and those who are a loved one of someone who has it. Yeah. Right? So, And both of those groups matter. Understanding migraines, well, there are two forms of them, common and classic. The biggest uh, differentiator, differentiator of them is common, is without aura. In classic is with aura. Now, aura is believed to be caused by cortical spreading depression, commonly called CSD. It's a wave of electrophysiological hyperactivity, brought on by glutamate overstimulation. Essentially, the neurotransmitter glutamate fires too many times, exciting the neurons and causing abnormal electrical activity to dissipate across the brain. One of the roles of cannabinoids, so as we've discussed and you want to know, in the brain is to suppress glutamate signaling to ensure this buildup doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. Now, classic migraines with aura oftentimes are called ocular migraines. Now, so we talked about that there are 700 p- people in the world who suffer, uh, 700 million, I'm sorry, I was gonna say 700 that. million people <laughs> in the world who suffer from migraines. 38 million are in the U.S. And the interesting thing here, who suffers more, male or female?
2: Well, we we always know that the female suffers the most <laughs> on
1: all on all platforms. Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
2: so I'm yeah, we say just the female.
1: refuse. We us males just refuse not to. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna say it's the female
1: um, by quite a bit. Yeah, eighteen percent female, while only six percent male. Yeah. Isn't that crazy?
2: I think also, well, I only, I, I guess that, but most of my customers are females. And sometimes it's it's triggered by your monthly cycle.
1: I was going to, that, that was the next thing. So, and I'm pretty sure everybody already knows or are familiar with their triggers. Uh-huh. If you have a loved one that suffers from migraines, you probably already know that. And things like anxiety and depression or uh, certain physical uh, activities or events, mm-hmm. uh, even pharmaceuticals, can trigger.
2: Yeah, bright uh, lights, r- loud noises. There all you that go.
1: Environmental stuff. conditions. Yeah. Uh, ocular migraines uh, commonly are triggered by some pharmaceuticals, like blood pressure and ED medications. The um, the current treatment for migraines. So when we talked about it earlier, the one of the issues is these treatments aren't always well tolerated. And I I don't I bet I won't find in here that sample that you were talking about, that prescription sample that,
2: no, that your that, loved one had That received. sounds like it was really super yeah. recent.
1: Well, treatments uh, come in two categories, acute and preventative. Acute being, hey, I have it now, I'll solve it. And preventative being, hey, what can I do to uh-huh. prevent the onset? Uh, I have a list here, and I'm just going to kind of run through that real quick just so you get a sense. Uh, NSIIDs, we already know what those are. The ibuprofens of the world. Uh, We know those are, you know, not super good for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have migranal nasal sprays, uh, commonly known as DHEs. They can be effective. Uh, And let's see here. Uh, let me see, brand names, DHE, let's see, awaiting FDA. Oh, and, and inhaled, The inhale, so they got the nasal spray, but the inhaled form is still awaiting uh, FDA approval. You got butyl, but, butyl, 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 <laughs>
3: uh
1: which has lots of different versions, but it, they're all uh, orally ingested, so tablets or capsules. Uh, let's see here, um, Florinol, is that it, you recognize the name? Sometimes I, I doubt things and you recognize them. Uh, let's see, and last are, last are opioids, and everybody knows opioids.
2: Yeah, I don't know the name of the, the prescriptions or, or medications that she has been given, you know, she, so this is her experience. Yeah. They give her medication for when she feels that first sign okay. of a migraine. And then there's another one if, you're, if you didn't catch it and she goes into the full-blown migraine. Okay. Then you take that one. That second pill is the one that just knocks her out for like a day or two. Now she's also done uh, um, injections in the back of her neck. That, um, what is that? Uh, oh my gosh. You get it when you're um, going into labor and you're going to have a baby and you get oh, an the epidural. epidural. Thank you. <laughs> right. You
1: just had to say the state and the context. Yeah, up, right? And
2: that lasted for a while. Okay. It lasted a year and then it shortened. And then okay. it was only six months and then three months. And now she's oh, done um Botox all over her head okay. like we're talking 35 injections oh Inter- yeah it's very painful okay um, that seems to be holding them off a little bit right now
1: all right so I might suggest there's a lot of money in this
2: yeah yeah lots of that lots of visits lots of so if cannabis to figure out so if cannabis
1: works. came along and you can grow it in your backyard that would probably put a damper on that revenue stream,
2: right? I've often talked to her about again. <laughs> like we said in the beginning, the friends and the family are all like, "Yeah, we know, we know CBD," um, and it. And she does takes it, good, okay. uh, but not, not often enough, I believe. But we'll see.
1: Well, let's, let's go find on with
2: what you found.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just find some recent. Uh, some recent findings, and uh, I'll start off with an easy one. Uh, Forbes posted a story, and that was in just last year. Uh, migraine sufferers say cannabis brings more relief than standard treatment, according to recent study. And it talks, you know, interesting, migraine sufferers, or sufferers report it significantly more migraine relief from cannabis than from non-cannabis treatments such as prescription migraine medication like triptans, triptans. The average reported relief with cannabis was 75 to 82%, while non-cannabis products were only reported to bring an average improvement of 51%. So this is, let's see if there's anything, nothing else I want to share. That was just, you know, a reporter citing, uh, but uh, it was in Forbes uh, last year. See, we also have a a peer-reviewed research paper, Cannabis Benefits in Migraine, and this was in May 2018, Center for Neurological Restoration in Cleveland, Ohio. And it talks about the medicinal properties of cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, and benefits in migraine, headache, and pain. And so it's an update on current evidence in cannabis science.
2: Do they give you a good uh, summary?
1: The most, yeah, it, it does. It, uh, it highlights quite a few really, really good points. Evidence suggests that constituents, especially cannabinoids and terpenes, play significant roles in influencing one another and working synergistically to help relieve problems with migraines. Mm-hmm. The increasing evidence of cannabinoid effective uh, efficacy in the treatment of pain and combined number needed to treat, to treat uh, migraines, the, Can- the Canadian Pain Society reviewed their consensus statement in 2014 to recommend cannabinoids as an alternative uh, for this neuropathic pain uh there is substantial evidence that cannabis is an effective treatment for chronic pain in adults now this was a review so not a whole lot of the clinical data i think you are still looking for mm-hmm. so then we have uh a another peer-reviewed paper called the endocannabinoid system and migraine now why, why are they all going towards These, the yes. end the endocannabinoid system It's all because of its modulatory characteristics of the functions within the body. So it helps to modulate that system so that you are operating in homeostasis. We've talked about this plenty
2: yeah nice and calm everybody's working together all things are basically working well a well-functioning yeah. body you're in homeostasis
1: yeah, and, and the body the cells have the ability to express themselves they also have the ability to receive messaging mm-hmm. and the, this is all through the receptors and cannabinoids both endo and phyto endo being inside your body that you already made and phyto being coming from plants are all designed to help to modulate and regulate that system so that's the general consensus of what every clinical review and study that i to, that that's what they're all talking about Okay. and so i can go into the numerous number of receptors involved and it's a lot it's not just cb1 cb2 so the the protein coupled receptors, the the TVR receptors. There's so many components of pain and modulation of the ECS system to minimize the the effects or the the outcome of a migraine. That the entire system is being reviewed. Okay. Okay. So it's not one thing. Right. It is it is you know common ones that we already know which is the reduction of inflammation can be important but there's also as we had read just a little a little earlier the uh, down regulation of glutamate yeah. was important the the pain suppression that THC provides the the uh, the agonist capabilities of both ta of all the cannabinoids including thc so let's just kind of review just a little bit i know i'm kind of going off but these these studies are pretty invasive and it's not anything that we can just go through
2: well you know and i'm
1: going to give you key points
2: one of the things is that they don't really know why some people have a migraine and some people don't have a migraine they do they do they
1: do there is a it seems to be leaning towards there's a deficiency in their endocannabinoid system. Oh, okay. That is, oh, v- seems very obvious.
2: If, why would a, why would a, <laughs> we're not laughing at the, <laughs> the subject, but we can hear it.
1: <laughs> anyway, let's keep the, going.
2: The producers. Key points
1: there. from this study. All right. Alterations in the endocannabinoid system seem to be implicated in migraine, pathogenesis, and progression that's the answer to you but in a little bit more clinical terminology
2: right, right? so
1: so it is the endocannabinoid system that seems to be the, the 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 area that is most impactful to migraine
2: okay and then the, so the females are
1: <laughs> have, a, have a better or worse
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. more
1: demanding i'm okay. going to say more demanding there you go Exogenous and endogenous cannabinoids may have therapeutic benefits in migraine, provided that tolerability issues are addressed. Again, these are these are key points of this study, uh, and it says you know more more research is necessary for the complete characterization of multiple components of cannabis, and for the identification of well-tolerated modulators of the endogenous cannabinoid system as suitable targets for migraine treatment
2: okay give me that break it down
1: break it down for you yeah so you know the major and the minor cannabinoids that are in the cannabis family yeah each one of them have a unique property they're drawn to certain receptors and will trigger receptors uniquely different from each other. And, it's, and, and one of the things they're citing here is that that combination needs to be understood. Right. Absolutely needs to be understood. And as I go in further, you know, there are so many studies that go, well, this relationship worked for some patients, which was a higher THC, lower CBD, while exa- for nobody knows why a higher CBD and a, and a lower THC worked for other patients. Uh, Profiles of cannabinoids like CBG, and let me read right off the list. CBC, THCV uh, also play a role in relieving migraines. Hmm. But there's no conclusive anything about what it should be. All right, let's keep going. All right, right, let's but let's say a little bit about what they talked about. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just trying to get my bearings here. One of the key things uh, that you will find out about CBD, it's its ability to uh, immunoregulate. In other words, CBD was one of the cannabinoids that had the greatest infect, uh, impact on your immune system, which was an important component to migraine relief. Mm-hmm. The two major cannabinoids that everybody wants to talk about are THC and CBD when it comes to migraine relief. So let's talk about what they have established in this this clinical review. First of all, we already knew THC was a partial agonist, means that it doesn't hit all the receptors. It tends to like the CB one. That's why we're very. It's a very psychoactive product, right? You consume it and you get all high. Mm-hmm. But its main functions, uh, outside of being psychoactive, uh, are vascular relaxation, right? Anti-tumoral effects and analgesia, and the analgesia is pain relief, right. stopping the pain signal. While CBD. It's more like a modulator of the CB1 and also an antagonist of the CB2s. And it is non-psychoactive. It has the ability to inhibit the production of anatomy, which is a endocannabinoid. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call it the happy molecule.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a modulator of... Delta-9-THC. Now, you know that from another terminology. In other words, if you're too high on THC, take some CBD and it'll help bring that down. Yeah. Well, the term here of modulating is a little bit more clinical. Okay. Anti-inflammatory, analgesia, again, another pain reliever. Anti-anxiety, anti-tumoral properties, and antidepressant. So those are the big main functions of those two major cannabinoids if you want to know so when you're thinking about okay i only do thc and i feel fine well likelihood you have cbd in your product too, in your product too well, well and in and, and in medical marijuana you do have cbd sure. it's just not in high volume because you can't do that much of it you'd be laying on your back
3: yeah
2: well right if you're dealing with flour um yeah, it's just going to be obviously more THC yeah. than CBD. But it, I guess what one of my questions is, are they? Are these people taking this orally? Or are they smoking? What are they doing?
1: You bet, you bet. So orally is a no-no. Nobody is taking orally for migraine. Everybody has reported a significant decline when taking Whatever cannabinoid profile works for you, if you're taking it orally, it's a significant decline. Mm. Uh, f- most favorite, it was uh, inhaling, so through your respiratory system.
2: Okay, I, uh, I was guess was most
1: favorable, and, and then tincture was second.
2: And this was like. So when you first start feeling a migraine, that's what you would do? Or on a daily basis, just as a preventative?
1: No. So you, that is an absolute good question. And I'm only referencing this study. And yeah. this study only talked about the relief, the acute. Okay. And so in the acute, the, the respiratory was number one. The under the tongue was number two. Gotcha. And very low success rate with uh, with top, with um, ingested.
2: Yeah. What Kay? about? Well, they probably didn't talk about topical.
1: No, I don't think anybody needed to go there. But okay. although we have some knowledge, but they did not discuss discuss that in this one. Yeah. But you and I have some knowledge. Yeah. And we'll like we'll share that too. Okay. Uh, let's see. So. There was a unique study in here. let me see if I can. I want to reference it directly if possible. Let me see. Hold on. It was a product called Nabalene. Nabalone. All right. This was a synthetic cannabinoid, and this is a drug in Canada. Okay. It is not here in the U.S., and Nabilone, what they did is they synthetically produced THCA and CBD-A. All right. Just so you know what that was. Okay. It, it was a synthetic version of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they had 26 patients who had frequent chronic migraines. They were given Nabilone, that's N-A-B-I-L-O-N-E, at 0.5 milligrams, or they were given 400 milligrams of ibuprofen. And they were given this for eight weeks. The Nabilone was significantly more effective than the ibuprofen and the reducing pain intensity and the analgesic intake, which was the relief of pain. So the the signaling of the pain. So the intensity went down as well as the amount of pain went down. That's interesting, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, that's a very good outcome.
1: But it's not the end of the story. I went to to that medication, and it's no longer being used in Canada. Oh. (laughs) But this report is citing it because of the cannabinoids, the synthetic cannabinoids.
2: Do they say why they're not? No, safe? nor was that successful. It's,
1: it's off the markets, so and nor did I dig into the why. Mm-hmm. Just, just wanted to share that piece.
2: I tell you, it's a, it, it really is in this industry. It's like two steps forward, three steps back, and you're just
1: yeah. I know. Here in this. Uh, again, there's got to be a cause for it. But we, we try to fight through it. We try to dig the information irregardless. And so is everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else is trying to find another way to get to these parameters that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness this product, this cannabis product, is well-tolerated by the human body. Because then it wouldn't be a deal. It would it, be a deal-breaker. Yeah. We couldn't find the parameters. Nobody would do it.
3: Yeah.
1: But... As it stands, it's okay for the body. So this trial and error thing, you're just losing money and time. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let me see here. So this study also summarized that, that the antidotal information does not provide THC and CBD content or the amount or types of terpenes. Cannabis is effective for pain. So we still need it. But we still we need to know if it's it, we still need to know if it's effective for just headaches, or if it's effective for headaches as well. The modulation of the endocannabinoid system, in particular, and the processing of the nociceptive signals in the trigominovascular system may provide a well-tolerated and pharmacological sound therapeutic option for migraines. So that's pretty much their conclusion. The modulation of the endocannabinoid system is sound for the therapeutic option for migraines.
2: Okay, well, I I mean, for me, I think <laughs> that, well, I, because I don't have migraines, I have no idea. I watch my poor girlfriend suffer with them for many many years yeah and uh i've often said this is it just makes sense that this would give you some relief um but i'm actually gonna have to ask her if she's ever even like journaled and thought about it or maybe i'm just gonna make her uh, <laughs> I journal it, right yeah
1: i think that's a great idea okay well uh i'm i'm let's take a break okay we'll kind of formulate our thoughts here and we'll finish up with some, with some what are the future needs, how to use what we know, and then summarize this whole thing. Yeah. Right? Like give you, some more, give you some what we call takeaway. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
2: Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil.
0: Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
1: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
0: You are tuned in to the C B D Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the CBD ed That's info at the CBD dot com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show.
1: Hey, hey, welcome listeners. Back to the C B D Ed Show, talking about migraines.
2: Yeah, it's, ooh, ooh, it's fun. giving Give me a headache. <laughs> I know. Just kidding. I think after you were reading um, up on this subject, you realized that you actually used to have migraines.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's an interesting story and I'm gonna share it now. Uh, And it's a quick one. Uh, Every once in a while in my right eye, I would start to see something that was kind of impairing my vision. And what it was, was a half a circle and the edges were jagged. Kind of like if you, yeah. That's the best I can say. Half a circle and the edges were 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 jagged like a like the picture like if you hand drew the sun. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd put those little triangles all the way around it. That's exactly what it looked like but only half. Oh. All right. And it would show up inside my eyesight and no matter where I look, you know, I'd see it. And I'm like, "What the heck is that?" And it would usually stick around for about an hour. And I would be all freaked out all the time. I'd want to you know, go lay down or something because it just felt traumatic to have something like that go on. Right. Because you knew it's neurological and you're like, this is freaking me out. Yeah. I didn't get any associated pain or discomfort from it other than that was weird. Yeah. And it felt a little weird too. So there, but I might have created that. You might create a little anxiety when something like that shows up. You didn't put All right. pressure? I kind any, of sensed right? I did it a little bit, but okay. again, not super sure. But it always looked the same, always acted the same, always lasted about the same. And it would happen about every once a month maybe or something like that. And I know it was during the times where I was business stressed. So... Uh-huh. Uh, you know about eight years ago or so uh lots of stress not not that the stress hasn't changed but what has changed is my consumption of of uh full spectrum products on a daily basis i have not had one of those since and the only either the stress level is still high the only thing that has changed was my intake of cannabinoids that was it that was the one thing that changed and i'm literally I'm reading this in this study going, "What the hell
2: <laughs> that's me
1: that's that uh, that term aura a u r a So remember there's two groups of migraines with or without that mm-hmm.
3: uh,
1: and again if you if you have aura, it does not have to be associated with pain, but it does always have some Thing in your eye some conflict going on in your eye some yeah. disruption some people it's it's a blind spot mm-hmm. uh, some people you know have vibrations or something mine was that half a circle with the jagged lines that also seems to be very common as well so yeah thanks for bringing that up that was weird never knew what it was and i go through these clinical studies and then all of a sudden boom there it is there. and it's loud and clear and i'm like wow and the other thing is is Uh, it usually is not anything to be concerned about. It goes away on its own, much probably like a migraine. Oh, okay. I think one study I read said, you know, if you want to have your ophthalmologist check it, they can at least rule out any other possibilities of other things. Yeah. Okay, but for the most part, everybody said if that shows up, it's not a big deal. Same with aura. Not a big deal. A-U-R-O, that, you know, if it happens and it just goes away. So, whatever your symptoms are right
2: the, th- the part about a migraine obviously that makes it so traumatic is the pain
1: yeah the uh yeah and thank goodness, well, I, thank goodness has, I didn't have that part i i would have been sad if i had that part yeah more miserable than yeah uh, oh. yeah okay anyway well let's keep moving because one of the issues everybody's having here is what ratio what plant what cannabinoid like, what 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 what
2: like how much and all that
1: and you know th- so early on i was reading studies back in 2006 and i heard lots of talk about sativas uh-huh. okay and don't take endicas more sativas but you know that's not the terminology anymore the terminology now is cultivars uh-huh. now because there's such a complex mix of cannabinoids that is created during cultivation create it during the growth of that plant that you can't put them in two buckets any longer Uh, my goodness you could put them in a i don't know a couple hundred buckets yeah cultivars so cultivars so this particular study uh the last one that i had read uh i don't remember the name of it now but i know it's around here somewhere anyway used a total of 38 different cultivars and they put them in a data, kind of a mapping, so they could see who responded how on what ratios. And it's it, it very complex. But the reality is it, it included a couple of known breeds, uh, familiar breeds that if you were in medical cannabis, you knew those like um, Kush. Uh-huh. Was one of them
2: right? I think that's uh, a strain, right? It, it
1: was a strain. So they used one, two, three strains in here, and you know, a variation of different numbers. And again, uh, that's that was the the challenge. Is some people responded favorably, some didn't, some no response at all. It was crazy. And they also had mixtures with you know increased and decreased levels of CBC. CBD, CBG, CBN, THC, THC4, which I have to admit I've not heard from, Mm -hmm. THC, C4, and then THCV. So they had a lot of these variations. And they also talked about how much each one of those had of each one of those components by weight. So, and it seems like the ones that got the most amount of attention were the high CBD, low THC and the high THC, low CBD. Okay. Were the highest.
2: Those were the two molecules that produced the best
1: benefits. Correct, but I it's, it, there's so much in between that. Yeah. It's it's so. I just wanted to share that with you that it's being studied, but without conclusive, empirical, client. I mean, uh, you know, real st- real uh, clinical studies. I don't I don't know how they're going to get to it. I'm really glad for some companies out there that are working on for on biomarkers because I think that's what needs to happen next.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So. We need to understand what cultivars work best for certain conditions, and this seems like an easy one.
2: And a cultivar is a, is a...
1: Call it a version of the plant.
2: Like a mix.
1: with a, Right, with a very definable ratio of cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids. A very definable one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So,
2: and then, so... Uh, Let's go back to the the sativa and indica. So the indica, we know those versions or strains have more myrcene and more sedating, calming right. terpenes and flavonoids in them.
1: Right, but that was such a broad group. Yeah inside of that group there was hundreds of what they now consider as cultivars okay you know depending on what region how they grew it they could you right they were all probably you know that milder version but the reality is is one had more CBG than the other and one didn't have any CBN or, or, or uh, CB which one do I want CBC mm-hmm. and one did and one had more THCV than the other yeah so you can see How, yes, that was old-school thinking. Now that we understand more, we can't do that anymore. Got to go to a much more broader understanding of the plant and how easy it is to adjust all those ratios through uh, the grow methods. Mm -hmm. And it can't just stop there because those cultivation methods – to produce ratios that are well understood have to be then matched with biomarkers related to the condition it's trying we're trying to treat those two got to come hand in hand That's or again we're just guessing
2: right that sounds like a lot of science
1: it, i know and this is why we should rush to get to it yeah. but instead we have to keep doing all these random here you try this and you try that let's let's just document your outcomes that's that's not the way to do it but that's what we're stuck with right now yeah now there are other phyto like terpenes and flavonoids mm-hmm. and in this one of these studies it did suggest that carophylline and myrcene were two common ones that kept showing up and so these uh, these thirty-eight different cultivars, well, there were ones ones with the higher of those two terpenes seemed to be showing up. So there was just a trend
2: um, as more beneficial. Correct. Oh, well, that well, that is that's actually something to kind of sort of say. Okay, right. we want something that has a little bit more of these terpenes to start with and see what you can do. Yep. Okay. Now, we still don't talk about milligrams of anything, though.
1: No, my goodness, it was terrible. Okay. It was terrible. Ratios. Ratios were there. And it, put, it just random 14 to 1, 5 to 1, 1 to 1. It was everywhere. Oh. Okay. Yep. I know.
2: So this is why before the show, I said, So what does it look like? And I you know. Like, I'm
1: like, Um, um.
2: <laughs> it's a shit show. <laughs> We haven't used that term in a while. <laughs> no, we haven't.
1: We haven't. Okay, let's talk about deliveries real quick. And again, we're just giving you the clinical stuff so that, you know, we'll summarize all this stuff and give you uh, what we think on it. But uh, the reported data I had already shared is that anybody was, that was ingesting, whether that be tablets, capsules, or, uh, you know, brownies and cookies or right. gummies and such, uh, were not having the same effects as if they were to inhale it or put it under the tongue Mm
2: -hmm. well uh, from what i can gather a migraine moves very quickly into stages
1: so on the acute that was extremely important Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and i can absolutely imagine holy crap it's coming i need a solution yesterday not an hour and a half from now right so on the acute you would be correct and that's mostly what they talked about. But I could see on the prevention right. that ingestibles would show up. But their discussion about it, now I do recall reading it, was they could not predict dosing through ingestible. That was their uh, one of their big problems, on, on and it was probably relating to the prevention side. They could not predict dosing. In other words, if you ate a, a gummy with x milligrams of THC and x milligrams of CBD what literally became bioactive are active in your system what literally did it end up being right and they couldn't they could not produce evidence of any accurate dosing model
2: mm, so you couldn't tell someone who suffers from migraines you need to do 50 milligrams a day, 25 right. in the morning, 25 at night, or
1: 400. And how does one know they can even get close to 400 if there's no yeah. there's no evidence, right? Gotcha. So when you're ingesting, but it's also well tolerated. So it's really t- money and time, money and time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I, I think I'm okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking.
1: Okay, think away. Mm good when you do that i yeah i need i need you to do that let's say so inhaling it mm-hmm. inhaling it can be vaporizing it combusting plant material or
2: how about it like an in-
1: inhaler inhaler right uh-huh. so there's multiple forms of that the the ones that you know people inhalers that they carry around with them yeah you've seen people with the balloons full of the product
2: I don't I've know seen. if I've seen a balloon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that?
2: So that but those
1: are the In- versions of inhaling it.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and anything, uh, a tincture would be oil-based, and the glands under your tongue would absorb it.
2: Right, right. But, the, but inhaling, vaping, smoking, uh, an inhaler, CBD inhaler, those are going to be, there's even like a nasal spray. Do you think a nasal spray would help?
1: Uh, it does seem like an inhaling... Uh, a respiratory product, mm-hmm. unless it was designed to absorb in the membranes, and so that would probably be product conditioned. So uh. you'd have to look at the product and see what it was designed to do. Okay. Yeah, and it should stay on there. Maybe. I oh, Wait a minute, maybe I should restate that. It should stay on there, but again, we're not regulated, so it doesn't have to stay on there. Right. Um, FDA is kind of in the middle, they say this is not a supplement. If you read on the supplement, it says you must tell them how to use it and put all the dietary facts on there. But actually, I believe you still have to tell them how to use it,
2: yeah. Regardless, I would hope so.
1: Uh, It's it's just a little vague. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Let's keep talking about dosing. So, so again, dosing is is just it's all over the it's all over the map on which cannabinoids and how often. Uh, the one part of the dosing that we do know is if it's acute if it's for acute then you just want quick so go towards the inhalation or the tincture uh, if it's if it's preventative then the dosing is something is just going to have to learn but I do want to share what I did understand from reading these is it's just not one or the other so, thc is very important to the pain Mm -hmm. very important cbd is very important to the ecs modulation also it comes with it that is an advantage as inflammation anxiety and the immune the immune uh regulation the immune component comes with it
2: right yeah you're getting a You're getting a full body experience with when you do a CBD THC product, you're getting all receptor, almost all receptors, right? Well, we know CB1 and CB2. If you have those two in there, they're both being taken care of. Your body is calming down. It's like we say, it's a cascade effect of homeostasis.
1: Right. And the cascade is true because uh, those, those, those CB1 and CB2 receptors, really, they're just individual ones. But you have other protein-coupled receptors and TRVs, uh, all these other receptors that, it's, it's funny you use that term cascade. They are, in fact, do just that. And an ta- a, 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 a agonist lands on them, and it literally triggers that receptor to produce a series of activities. Right. Yeah, so, um, so that was literally so obvious to me that it couldn't just be one or the other, even though it feels like it to some people. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: if you just took CBD as an isolate all by itself and go, I don't know why this is not working, but it's not working, it's possible it's because it by itself. It's just not as effective.
2: Sure. Uh, listen, all, everybody together, the way the plant was made, as we say, almost on every show, if not every show, is really the way you want to go. Now, of course, if you have a certain, uh, certain condition that you want to treat and it needs a little more THC than CBD, then you figure that out. Yeah. But trying to keep everybody together and just the plant together is, for me, it's the most beneficial, I think.
1: Okay. Now, and how do you do this? So, if you are capable of solving it with CBD, here's a, a, a full plant, a, a whole plant CBD product.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, you're likely to have easier access, less expensive, but you still have to like request third-party testing to find out what the ratios are, Mm -hmm. what cannabinoids are in there. I promise you it'll all be listed right there on the plant, uh, right there on the third party test. If it is a CBD isolate, you'll look down that test and you'll see all the cannabinoids in there, but the only one that'll have a number next to it is CBD. Right. All right. If you find that a well put together CBD product, did not help you you might be on that group that needs high thc low cbd well the cool thing about going that now you have to go to a thc dispensary Mm -hmm. because those are the only people that are allowed to dispense dispense that product they're required by a law to provide these things right on the label yeah you will easily be able to determine the product you just have to kind of get guidance of what ratio then works for you so they suggest try to go for a one-to-one start there start moving there and then start altering it in the direction where you decrease cbd and increase thc that was their recommendation there right okay
2: but do those one-to-ones come in a smokable form i i guess yeah. i don't know much enough, and each enough.
1: dispensary still yes they do come okay. in that but i the dispensary would no. know that one for yeah. sure Okay, so that's the guidance for you if you suffer from migraines. Well, I guess we have one more share, but we only have a minute or so. So we have a friend who rolled a CBD roll on. Now, this roll on specifically had, it was full spectrum. Yep. So that means it had all cannabinoids, including THC and THCV in it, CBD, CBG, CBA. And she, it was rolled on her temples and neck. I think this product also had menthol.
2: Menthol, yes.
1: And within minutes, maybe even less than a minute, she had some relief. Did it again in 10 minutes, had more relief, and did it a third time. So all inside of a 20-minute span, migraine was gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was an interesting share.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, we've got to wrap this show up. Now, we're going to start getting yelled at. So... Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning into our show today. Numbers mean a lot to us. Uh, we have uh, a great show for you guys next week. If you are a runner, you want to listen to next week's show. We're going to talk about how professional runners are using CBD on next on our next episode. So I want to thank everybody again. I want to thank Kim for her input today. This is a wrap for today's episode of the CBD Ed show. This is Ed.
2: And this is Kim.
1: Sharing what's possible with natural pharmacology.
2: Bye. Bye, everyone.